Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Slayer Lair, a podcast where we talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Slayer Lair. We're your hosts. I'm Jen, and on the Stakeometer, I am raw. So <laughs> this is my first Buffy rewatch um and bringing all the kind of new hot takes to you from this corner and the fresh sweet smell of bloody meat i love how you just say i'm raw instead of <laughs> rare but okay yeah <laughs> love that you're raw dog and done um my name is amanda and i am a medium well done steak you know we still we keep it classy but also we we dine at taco bell every now and then we're not too fancy with it um i let's see i watched the buffies when they were new coming out um when i was a kid i wasn't that old but <laughs> don't <laughs> i don't want to date myself but i do have uh, some memories from that first watch um i've done a rewatch a complete rewatch recently and i've just started to dabble in the comics with the support of chris um, who i know is deep in that world so yeah some surprises just because i have like early onset Alzheimer's and can't remember anything, uh, but also a little bit like I know what to expect sometimes. <laughs> and my name is Chris. On the Stakeometer, I am overcooked. <laughs> Just a chewy, disgusting, take a drink of water to get it down type of steak. Um, like your done... mom had a busy day at work and that's <laughs> all she has to give. <laughs> no, like you have it with ketchup because you need it to like lube it down. Yes. <laughs> Someone in Paris would throw it in your face <laughs> if you tried to order it. I'm an ugly American steak. Um, I have done an embarrassing amount of rewatches. I feel intimately familiar with the show. And not only have I been just loving getting into the comics and exploring that world for a long time, but I talk about that so frequently that Amanda got me this Slayer book with the subtitle, How Buffy Staked Our Hearts. Aww. So looking forward to get getting even a little nerdier with it as we move forward. Nice. So right, let's get in. Yeah, today, this week, we are talking about season two, episode eight, The Dark Age. And okay, so first things first, what did I think this episode was going to be for the name? So I really was like stuck on the fact that it said the dark age and not the dark ages. And so I kind of thought this was going to be an episode about like Buffy turning 16. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, and just FYI, she's turning 17. <laughs> Yeah, She's I just kind of looks like that she doesn't dark drive, well. you know, and but I guess no one really drives because Sunnydale is so small. But that's mostly I was like, okay, she must be turning 16 because this bitch don't drive. But again, she just cuts through the cemetery yeah, to get everywhere. No one's yeah. driving. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she runs full speed places because she has like insane energy and stamina. She just ju <laughs> like jumps <laughs> and lands. <laughs> without when, bending her knees yeah yeah just straight up landing 
So Chris, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the episode? All right. So the dark age is episode eight of season two is where we're at. It was aired on November 10th, 1997, when Amanda was kind of young, but, you know, <laughs> like not too old. Not too old, <laughs> but with formable memories. Like my brain wasn't liquid, like a baby, right? Off the <laughs> you were definitely oh. young. I feel like you were prepubescent. So. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was directed by Bruce Seth Green, mm. which I got excited about for a oh. moment, but he's not our heartthrob, oh. unfortunately. Um, and written by Dean Batali and Rob Des Hotel. Mm. Nice. Not Bruce really any Seth names Green. that we recognize in there, other than pretending that it's our well. Bruce Seth love. Green's been around since season one because I remember him in the credits and being like oh my god it's seth green comes early yes. so it's not though it's Bruce. wait is that daddy is seth green nepoed by bruce <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Good call, Dude, good that call. would be Let's so such a weird naming convention <laughs> like, like he's just... not bruce jr he, yeah he just he was like i hate, I hate the name bruce <laughs> <laughs> okay it does not seem like it okay cool. okay he was involved in knight rider Dawson's Creek, Gilmore Girls, and Law and Order, along with some other things, but those stand out. That's Uh, a resume. (laughs) On his Wikipedia page, it is very specifically like, Green is not related to Buffy (laughs) and Seth Green. On occasion, some sources confuse them. Okay. Do you think that Seth Green's attorney was like cease and desist? <laughs> like to Wikipedia? Obviously... Yeah, like because he's obviously the more famous of the Seth Greens. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my God. So yeah, let's jump in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I actually want to start with a little story to tell y'all yeah, I'm ready. from my past. And Ooh, it would have probably been like maybe around this time, maybe a year later. So, you know, young, but I'm maybe, I don't know, like, like, like 10, seventh right? grade. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, so this is later. So maybe mm-hmm. like seventh, eighth grade. Okay. 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 So have let's <laughs> this is weird so just okay. stay with okay. me um have you guys ever done that thing where you like stand up against a wall and your friend like chokes you out until <laughs> no, you pass no. out okay so girl i know we're on zoom i think you're mistaking what appointment this is <laughs> <laughs> to be fair when jen asked about this we watched the episode last night with her husband and when she asked about this jen's husband was immediately like yes so it seems like not only from jen's past but maybe that's why you guys found each other (laughs) so yeah that is some shit that we used to do i guess to like get high (laughs) so okay so you wouldn't completely pass out but you would have like a whipped effect like you would have like yes, warped dude. vision and stuff yes okay. but sometimes you would pass out <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah that's what it was okay. like dude so you would like feel weird and high and funny sure. and then like sometimes you would pass yourself. out yeah and that would be funny too because you know like your friend would like fall to the ground and it, it would be really funny 
Okay, so we okay. had an era of doing this, and then we <laughs> did it um, also, like, in the school locker room, like, for funsies, <laughs> you know? So we'd be, like, after the volleyball game or whatever. Well, what would you refer to it as? Like, chokesies? Or, like, what was know. the I drug name? I don't remember name? having a name. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I don't remember having just a name. Just a little chokesie. <laughs> yeah. Are you Like, you didn't give any warning. You just pinned somebody. This Like, like fuzzing or something. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't remember that part. So, okay. um... Okay, so at one point, so I went to this like Lutheran school, so the the pastor was like all involved in school, right? And so at one point, I guess like the pastor found out we were doing this and then we all got in trouble and he said that that is how you get possessed by demons. (laughs) (laughs) And I just feel like that is what this entire episode is about, dude, because it is a choke demon. God. so yeah i just let's I come back feel, to that as we no, go but. i feel like he had it a little he was a little late in the cycle because i feel like children choking themselves to un, like until they're unconscious to get high it means that you're already possessed <laughs> like that is on some demonic shit so i think it's too late <laughs> i think it's too late dude so wow. yeah, dude, because I feel like this episode is about a choke demon. So that's yes. this is why weed should have been legalized so long ago. Because if you guys could have just smoked weed, imagine how you must have been like 11. <laughs> to be fair, like this was the gateway drug to weed. I think dude. we just needed like parents that cared and, <laughs> and were like whoa, present whoa. at home. Let's dude. not okay, let's not make it like a genie wish. I was saying you should have gotten high on drugs, not like some. <laughs> shit that would never be happening <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so cool <laughs> that's just like a little window into my past as a you child guys ever i had wonder... like a very quaint childhood obviously <laughs> do you ever wonder how sm- much smarter you would be if like you hadn't choked yourself and like done whippets like yeah. so many women <laughs> I, I think about that all the time. I think like the three of us could levitate shit with our lives. <laughs> easily, easily. <laughs> Even if there had been like one less bucket of whippets, <laughs> I'm sure we would be there. Yeah, you know, I ended up not liking whippets too much, but I think it's because I so had weird. too much joke. <laughs> too much, <laughs> too much fuzzing out. You yeah. fuzz. You were, fun, just, you were a fuzz head. You were a fuzz head. Jen's just <laughs> scratching at her neck right now, listeners. Yeah, she you are. Itching for a joke. Yeah. Talking about it is just making making the desire <laughs> Wait, so much stronger. Let's try this on our next sleepover. Let's play the joke, <laughs> joke game. Yes, and then we'll name it a little chokesy. A little chokesy. <laughs> well, listener, oh with that, let's jump in. Let's see the choke game that's happening in this episode. It is so. It is a choke game. It's definitely, it's definitely a joke, dude. That is that was a really on point. It was. Story. It was. Like the pastor wrote this episode. Yeah, I think oh, so. right. it was pastor, pastor Losher. Pastor... If you're listening, oh, I thought you were gonna say it was Pastor Bruce Green. Bruce Seth Green. <laughs> no, dude, way more German. Way more German. Oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Well, let's dive in. So we have our opening scene. We have a man. He's walking. It's nighttime, right? We're, it's spooky nighttime. We're yeah, in the quad. We're in the quad of the school. We have a man, you know, smartly dressed, walking quickly. 
I immediately assume he is a spy because he is carrying one of those metal briefcases that only spies carry <laughs> that I'm assuming is like handcuffed to his wrist or something. Uh, the first jump scare of the episode is where a janitor <laughs> is like, can I help you? <laughs> dude, and the man, so the sweaty, this dude is so sweaty. Like, he's okay. like in a full suit sweating his ass off and he asked the janitor like where's giles and the janitor <laughs> tells him dude he's not even like hmm buddy <laughs> man in a suit at the high school at night i should probably he's just like it's down this door over here <laughs> dude that janitor has seen some shit you can <laughs> tell like... he's overworked and underpaid like you can just tell he's like he's yeah, probably he's found like... so many corpses at this point at this fucking <laughs> school <laughs> yeah like eh, whatever <laughs> so sweaty spy heads towards the library he's like okay janitor said it Giles is this way when suddenly we hear a groan yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, dude, that's what it sounds like to me uh... oh that was more brain sounding than what I, it sounded like someone like it almost sounded like someone on set had made a noise like it, it wasn't clear <laughs> it didn't come through super clear and i had no subtitle for it so i was like did i hear that <laughs> um holy shit it's a woman zombie it's a zombie <laughs> it's a zombie straight up yeah uh who he refers to as deirdre yeah so obviously he sees zombie Deirdre and he falls over immediately as you do when zombies are chasing you and starts pounding on the library door. But Giles and Buffy can't hear his screams for help. <laughs> because Buffy is doing like super 80s style calisthenics. <laughs> like one of those like steps and it's like dude the training that we have seen Buffy do before <laughs> does not imply that she needs to do these like knee raise calisthenics she has to be doing maintenance her cardio yeah. maintenance you know dude I will say that she only does like ha does only high kicks this whole episode like she does one punch in the episode but it's all kicks yeah. so I oh, think she kicks. was prepping for this She's even up. Angel does a high kick in this episode yes <laughs> so, I know I know he the literally theme I've loved I've been getting super wet for themes lately I'm sure you guys have noticed and I think the theme of this episode is high kicks no dude so. the theme is choked <laughs> we, established. we already established the theme. It's Joe Demon. <laughs> <laughs> or the theme is Alex Mack. Because... Okay, yes. Yeah. Because so Buffy's Buffy's aerobicizing, right? Yeah. She has on, but her aerobicizing music is so fucking intense. It's like, like acid house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so fucking, it's like, it's like a Matrix Reloaded type of background music is what she's exercising to. It's so fucking intense. Um, So the man, do we know? We end up finding out his name yeah, is Phil, so the Phil zombie, at some point. Yeah. The zombie goes, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> So we know his name is Philip. So, and he looks at her and is like, Deidre? <laughs> like he yeah. knows the zombie's yeah. name, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So 
we have our first choke yeah. of the episode when, and we see like Deirdre's hands are so giant and manly. I was like, dude, when you're a zombie, do your hands just like. When you're, when you're a choke zombie. Yeah, dude. when you're a choke zombie. Because it demon, zooms dude. in and her hands, they're like a size 13 hand. <laughs> like, they are fucking like <laughs> basketball player hands, like where they, you know, how they can grab like, grip, like the whole half, top half of a basketball well that's what it looked like to me and she slowly works them up to dude yeah sex. he doesn't fight back <laughs> no he's into it he's like oh yeah. we're gonna do the fuzzies <laughs> <laughs> totally because he is like leaning up against the door and i feel like that, that is, is when we're most, wow. we must it, doing this it. must have been extremely triggering because <laughs> it's at school <laughs> it's against the door. <laughs> um, oh my god so all at once yeah I want to tell you guys a story too yes, before we get past this part. Yes, We're really stacking stories today. No, let's do um, it. So because Buffy's calisthenic sounds, her aerobicizing music is so fucking loud. And like Giles is establishing in this scene that he hates music, or at least he <laughs> hates, he's like, this is not music. And it's so fucking loud and he's so annoyed. And it just made me think someone I used to work with texted me recently and was like, remember that time when you were sitting at your desk I was at the airport in this office where we ran background checks and someone had had something come up on his background check so he had come in to kind of discuss it with management and see if it was fine for him to work anyways and I'm like sitting there eating my lunch listening to music with my back to these people and apparently this was someone who had like attempted murder come up <laughs> on his background check. And so from the two entrances of my office, there's like eight cops in like SWAT gear and they burst into the room and like honestly tackle this man. <laughs> And the entire time, I'm just like, I'm, 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 I'm like <laughs> eating my lunch and like listening to my music because I hella don't hear it happening. And then finally, someone gets my attention. They're like, apparently like yelling at me and like super waving their arms. So I like turn around and there's like 16 fucking SWAT uniforms and like a dude on the ground. And I had to like <laughs> skirt my way around them to get out of the desk. So while this was happening and this dude this sweaty suit right before he gets choked out is like hella banging on the library door and screaming like help <laughs> and on the inside it's just Buffy like super getting down to her aerobicizing and all I could think was like dude how many people have died because I had headphones in <laughs> I didn't hear them getting fuzzied by a zombie <laughs> size 13 hand. Dude, it's only relatable, honestly. And poor Giles is suffering. And that his suffering comes up so much in this episode. That was just the, the appetizer for, for Giles. But so we have Phillips getting the fuzzy all at once. His neck is broken. We hear the chiropractic adjustment sound and he falls to the ground. And Deirdre collapses next to him and immediately turns into blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, so she like full on Alex Max, dude. She... Yeah. And it is like the color of like a melted otter pop. Yeah. Like that's what it looks like. <laughs> so it's all very confusing. We have zombies, we have Alex Mack, we have fuzzies. 
um <laughs> yeah and then that is our opening scene for that's kind of setting setting the mood for our episode um next we have a montage that will play many times in this yeah. episode <laughs> it's like I, a burning man <laughs> sex dream it's kind of like I, what my first thought and it's was. like obviously from the 70s because they're wearing like yellow tinted sunglasses in it mm-hmm. and you can see like some pentagram stuff going on so we're we're seeing some like occult mm-hmm. um like it's like flashes we're getting like flashes of images over like really intense metal music <laughs> like super yeah. loud metal music and i just have candles tattoos white men with hippie headbands yes. flames blood screaming a demon face and like a <laughs> melting demon face <laughs> yeah um, and suddenly Giles awakens and we realize that I said we realize it's a night fright because I don't know what British people call nightmares. <laughs> so I assume <laughs> they call it a fright, a fright fit or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then um we get like Giles in his bed. <laughs> Ooh, and it's a pretty dope bed. Yeah. It's like all wood carved. Like he definitely didn't get it at Ethan Allen. It's definitely like a handmade bed. It's beautiful. Um, next we see we're back at school. It's daytime. We have Buffy and Willow chatting on a bench. And it seems like they're exchanging sexual fantasies, yeah. is how I'm hearing it. <laughs> um, Buffy's takes place at a beach, and Willow's takes place in Italy eating pasta, which I yeah. feel like is way more my bag for sure. And Buffy's <laughs> is involving Gavin Rosendale, who is like, you know, the lead singer of Bush, who married Gwen Stefani in later <laughs> years and then willows is with john cusack so i just thought that that was such a like reminding us that this was the 90s <laughs> dude i hella had a crush on john cusack yeah i was gonna say so john cusack he can honestly hot. still get it yeah, yeah he can hit he can hit he <laughs> always speaks at the democratic socialists of america convention so Ooh. he can definitely hit yeah <laughs> You can definitely hit for sure. That's hot. That's hot. John, if you're listening, <laughs> you can hit. <laughs> um, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, we're we're back, right? We're in the school. We're listening to sex fantasies. Um, and what do we get? Xander comes through and calls them out on their game that they're playing, which is called Anywhere But Here. <laughs> where you sit around and disassociate out loud to your friend about where you think you are instead of the reality that you're actually living in, Mm -hmm. which is very fun. And they see Giles and they have this moment of like, roasting him about <laughs> Giles. Well, they're like, do you think Giles has ever done this? And and it really just like gives a sneak peek into not only these teenagers relationship with Giles but like what a lot of teenagers would feel about someone in their life who's in their 40s which is no this person has nothing in common with us they aren't 
a full, diverse person. He is Giles. And Buffy says that, Mm -hmm. like, he is someone who would say, there should be more math. This could be mathier. (laughs) And that his diapers were tweed. (laughs) So she is just really painting a picture of who she thinks Giles is where we know that he Dude, Giles fucks and he has a giant dig. <laughs> for sure, obviously. Dig, he got it from the occult for sure. I mean, he's named Ripper because he rips vaginas, dude. <laughs> that's, how, <laughs> that's obviously why. I assume. I assume. Actually, I think he rips ass too. Like, I think he doesn't, like, he's just into personalities <laughs> and he's open to everything as long as they're 10. He'll, like, yeah. Like, cause he's a baller. And also I love how they're like, do you think Giles ever is like anywhere but here? And it's like, dude, he reads books. That's all that game is. (laughs) It's like imagining a place that you aren't at. Like they don't know their homie at all. I was actually pretty sad. I was like, dude, what the fuck? And actually this whole episode, they talk about his fuddy duddiness mm-hmm. i like to call it fuddy daddiness yes <laughs> like, wow dude episode that. title drop just <laughs> fuddy daddy is gotta be it yeah dude i agree i honestly will be pulling some um imagery out throughout the episode mm-hmm. to talk about how that is very much what this episode is about mm-hmm. is our fuddy daddy mm-hmm um so the gang they all meet up right because they see Giles walking up um they start walking to class and Giles reminds them that it's the medical transport of the monthly blood supply at Sunnydale (laughs) Hospital (laughs) tonight uh so they all agree to meet at the hospital because they obviously you know that's vampire like a beacon for vampires Buffy calls it a vampire meals on wheels (laughs) (laughs) love that uh then we have jenny calendar miss calendar she walks up she reminds everybody that hey we're meeting on saturday right because we have our computer our our beginners computer class i guess um it's like computer class for people who failed she's like people who suck at computers have to come on saturday (laughs) it's only cordelia and xander out of the whole school jen looks like she's having a hard time wait and spending so belief. there to help she's yeah. there for actually like computer genius yeah, yeah so she's just there to help okay yeah. i was actually very confused about all of this so that's <laughs> okay great. it's like detention but for computer class it's it seems like and then willow's helping okay and did you guys kind of get the vibe in this episode that xander and Cordelia are kind of vibing like they're together a lot in this episode they're together a lot and later in the episode it almost comes to blows which I think means like repressed sexual tension (laughs) when you're a teenager he definitely like (laughs) rescue snuggles her at one point in the episode where he like pulls her out of danger but then like okay but that's how xander is with all his friends who are girls that he saves like any just like smelling their hair yeah yeah Yeah, i don't know yeah i'm down to explore that later on because they do get a lot it is kind of like a pairing off of them and yeah that it's only two people in this saturday episode it's like okay writers i see you Mm -hmm. (laughs) like out of the whole fucking school also maybe it's 
this also in this episode was more Cordelia like asserting herself as like part of the gang so maybe it was like a creative way to like get her to be at school yes on Saturday it's just like I don't know because she is around the whole time um okay and so everyone's like all right cool see you Saturday um and Miss Calendar and Giles they pair off and Miss Calendar is spitting her game at Giles by nagging him I guess (laughs) and also talking shit to him about being cultured and enjoying like literature I guess I don't know dude everyone's hating on him I could not vibe with it um and this is where she calls him a sexy funny daddy and I was like sexy funny daddy obviously yeah um and then she just puts it all out on the table while kids are walking by she's like I'm trying to fuck (laughs) on Saturday (laughs) let's see if I can make you swear yeah she literally says that yeah dude miss calendar fuck she's (laughs) gonna be the ripper in this situation (laughs) she's gonna be the ribs Dude, she's she trying definitely to shows up with a strap on. She definitely <laughs> shows up with a strap on. She's like, I'm gonna make you squirm. Jen's just like silently on. nodding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jen's still God. thinking about getting choked for sure. She really wants it. <laughs> she's I feel like she's, it. she's kind of been like zoning out because she was like, I could see you picturing it. Like you have like that 60 yard stare. <laughs> It's definitely one of those moments where Jen seems like the gay one between us because she is imagining getting choked in the girls' locker room. In a straight way, dude. In a friend. In a straight way, though. In a super, yeah. super straight way. It was definitely way. never sexual, but but we maybe kid. it was. Uh, yeah, I just feel like we were too young to even. Yeah. <laughs> okay so Giles walks away from this conversation with the hard dick and is immediately interrogated by the police (laughs) like he's tucking up and he's interrogated okay what how many episodes have we watched like you know in general like we've watched the whole first season we're we're at eighth episode season two this is the first time I've ever seen Sunnydale PD I think in this whole time and so many people have died they were there at one point and then the cop was like pretend it was drugs the normal PCP episode yeah there was the PCP episode but that was the only time yeah and there's been so many dead bodies and then now I don't know maybe it's because so the cops are there and they're like oh we had a homicide and the body had like um your address a name like in his pocket and but no other identification so maybe it's just because like they needed mm. to id the body and it and does seem like that's literally it they're like it. we need you to id this body yeah. he's not a suspect they're just like okay i also was like this cannot be standard procedure <laughs> because they take him to the morgue to identify the body and i'm like just because he had like the name like i don't know, you know i do feel like so that intense. is pretty, in all the <laughs> like murder mysteries i read that should happen a stranger can just go like well, so yeah, okay but it's so really... if i am on like a work call i like left my id at home i'm on a work call they see the last person i called was like someone from <laughs> the water the department of water and utilities commission that's the person that has to come ID my body probably i do feel like they ask him and he's like yes i know that person and he like knows his first and last name and he was like when he sees him 20 years ago when he sees him i'm saying taking that fool 
to the morgue. Yeah. But it's not the same standard. as like, it's like, dude, if you died and you had no ID and all you had was someone's like name, they would be like, hey, do you know this person? Dude, yeah, that literally happened in one of the Lane Winslow books I read where like she gets taken to the morgue because this dead body is found and they had her name and address in their pocket, but she didn't know them. But Giles does. Dude, it seems normal. <laughs> I was like, these cops. That's police are the worst work, dude. Cops. That's police work. Is it? Oh, well, it is a very low standard, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we have a morgue scene. I always love a morgue scene. I love a, a creepy morgue scene in any of these episodes. Wait, I think the last one was pork and beans, was the last time we were oh my in. God. <laughs> excellent throwback or can be <laughs> um okay so we have Giles he has to identify this what the cops presume he knows this person okay they pull the body out it's like standard it's covered with a sheet and the medical examiner is basically like to Giles like good thing you didn't eat breakfast yet like basically implying like this is going to be the most fucked up thing you've ever seen in your life bro had bruises like bro was fully intact and had like fuzzy like doing the fuzzies bruises <laughs> like standard fuzzy bruises like i was like dude this medical examiner is so soft at that like you work in sunnydale like how are you like warning like oh you but you're gonna you're about to puke bro from these bruises it's his first day dude they must have so much turnover at the morgue office in sunnydale he was building it up so much i thought it'd be like the neck would be all like pot like hanging out and shit but no nah, he just had Oh my god, you got choked question. Out, <laughs> Do you think that the corpse would have had eyes? Like after a body is like in the morgue. Yeah, okay, I have that written down too. Yeah. Okay, Do so like have you have been eyes? to like a funeral before? Yeah. Or like a wake or like where a body is? Yeah. 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 Do you think that that person had eyeballs? Okay, we are, that's different because that person did not get found outside the night before, like eight hours Okay, before. like this guy hasn't been <laughs> embalmed yet. Yeah. Is what you're yeah, saying. He, yeah, but what, they like came, he's not an organ donor? Because if, oh. Um, like if you're an organ donor, wouldn't they take your can eyes you right be, away? Can you be an organ donor if you don't live in the, your country of origin? <laughs> like if I die in London, are the, is the London hospital just gonna like immediately come to me? I don't know. And I guess this dude didn't have his uh, any. Like he had he... no identification. Where does briefcase go? And so he has no <laughs> identification. Yeah, he has and, no identification. And so oh, yeah, that's where it that. would say organ donor. So yeah. he Dude's probably fucking... had his eyes. Seems he had irresponsible his eyes. too. Like if you think you're gonna Christy get murdered, was like corpses don't have eyes. She was like, they take your eyes. Yeah, and they do. I, that, well, they do. When... Like only when you're an organ donor or no, 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 when you, no, like when you, if you get cremated, I'm sure they leave your eyeballs, but if you are going to have, like, you're going to be buried and interred, they take the, like, they basically hollow you out. Basically. Dude, uh, and like involve of... you. Yeah. And they put like, I'm pretty sure that they put fake eyeballs in you, dude. Yeah. Jen's face. <laughs> A listener. I wish you could yeah. see Jen's face. I'm Jen's... pretty sure. I mean, I don't know about closed casket. I would assume just because like to minimize you turning to goop um, fully, but definitely if you have like a viewing that i i don't think that's your yeah, i don't think there's eyeballs in there dude i'll ask i have um my friend's little sister is going to school right now to like 
be a mortician and she's pretty deep in the program so <laughs> i will find out and we will follow up on this yeah, yeah. i mean because they're pretty much just water like i feel like they would immediately just like dry up yeah yeah gross what does it say jen are you looking at eyeballs yeah so there's i don't know i'd have to get more into it but it just the first thing says that they don't remove them oh yeah and then you can use what's called an eye cap to put over the flattened eye okay maybe that's what i was create the natural curvature of the eye or you can inject tissue builder directly into the eyeball to fill it up and sometimes the embalming fluid will fill the eye to normal size so they like oh pump you up until your eyes are like really proud again. <laughs> oh my god, Jen, your eyeballs on your dead body are gonna be so scary. <laughs> Jen's eyes are so big already. She has such Katy Perry eyes. They're gonna be eyes. like pumping the embalming fluid, and it's gonna take so much to get your eyes back to normal. <laughs> okay, well that's terrifying. Um, this guy has eyes um in case oh, you guys he definitely has eyes he definitely he has eyes oh wait sorry sorry listener just really quickly before deirdre collapsed didn't she have like a goosebumpy eye yeah moment yeah oh she does she, had, she like, has like a yellow flash. eyes yeah yeah it's so goosebumpy <laughs> like that really established yeah. us yeah. as a goosebumps yeah. episode yeah so we already have deirdre had like an eye flash okay we know that this body has eyes so we're we're a little sus of the body and so we find out dial sees this dude and is like that's philip henry we haven't spoken in 20 years. Oh, also this like fresh black tattoo. That's definitely a 20 year old tattoo. <laughs> um, I know. I don't know what it means though, but it definitely, we have seen it as the viewer because there was flashes of it in Giles's dream montage. Mm-hmm. So then it's, we flash tonight. We have Buffy. She's on patrol. She's waiting for the monthly blood supply delivery. Giles does not show up. She's there by herself. She's mm-hmm. kind of like, what the fuck? Um, the blood supply van comes through. I feel like at this point in Sunnydale being a town, it should be a Brinks, like security. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that this truck does not get jacked, especially if it has like, a. it seems like a schedule that everyone in yeah. town knows. Um, and it's only one ice test, dude, yeah. in the town of murder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they need way more blood than that. Dude, and it's just like, yeah, it's literally just this like igloo cooler that they like. <laughs> dude, you couldn't even fit a 24 pack in it. It's like a small ass cooler. <laughs> it's so small. And um, there yeah. are these vamps dressed like doctors. <laughs> 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 like they have scrubs on yeah they're scrubs and up. you you know first buffy's like okay they're getting it but then she's like wait why would doctors be accepting a delivery you know like she's like they should be in blue collar overalls to <laughs> like blood delivery where is the school janitor dude what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> Well, I think it's that and a little bit mixed with that immediately the doctors open the chest and start drinking the blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like they're like Capri Suns. Like Capri Suns, <laughs> So funny. <laughs> oh my god. And then um there's this like vamp daddy in a convertible and he's like, no sampling the product. <laughs> So I guess they're like blood dealers, I guess. Oh, shit. Right? Because he calls it the product. 
And then Angel is there, and I'm like, bro, Angel's gonna <laughs> buy his wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, hold that thought. Hold that thought for when we finally go to Angel's apartment. Dude, yeah, that is one of the few memories I have <laughs> of Buffy. And then that's when I was like, that's Angel's, dude. And then I went on this whole thing of like, do vamps use money? Or like, what? how is he, is he going to pay for it? I mean, I guess you would buy things, but it just seems like they would steal them. I'm, I'm sure know. it's a bartering system. Well, they need money to buy clothes at the vintage store. <laughs> so I feel like actual money, like they probably paid money. And then all of them are probably rich because they probably like bought one share of Apple like when it was invented. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, is... I assume that's what vampires do. Yeah. That's definitely Old, how like, it happens bonds. in Twilight. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. War bonds. Yeah. Or they like bought like 20 acres in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> like before it existed. Like they own the painted ladies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <exactly. laughs> May never move. Um, um, and so Buffy is like kick, 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 punch, punch, punch. And like, dude, it's only kicks. Kick, oh, high kicks. Oh, my God. She's her arms like this the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, then Angel is also like high kick, high and kick. And then Angel did a high kick, dude. <laughs> yeah, he dude. Is, I'm like, he needs to be in the next Hamilton touring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So girly pop. He fucking kicked so high. <laughs> like, he went to Juilliard. Like, that's how high he kicked. <laughs> uh they're soulmates i have written here they're soulmates <laughs> um so cool. buffy stakes the, dudes... the doctors the yeah doctors and then the convertible daddy vamp like skirts away <laughs> and escapes and then buffy's like oh i have to go check on giles he's not here and that's not like him angel can you handle getting this blood to the hospital it's like wow He's like, sure. <laughs> and then he's like, dope. I didn't even have to pay for this. <laughs> or, yeah, he didn't even have to lie to her either. He's yeah. like, dude, it <laughs> does, it does like really establish that at this point in the show, that's how much we trust Angel. Mm. Like, he is someone that is so trusted by the crew that she's like, I don't you couldn't leave me alone with a fucking cooler full of Capri Sun like I would drink that I would not bring it to the hospital no one would get their Capri Sun mm -hmm. and so if I was like a hella old fucking vampire getting offered a cooler wait like really cool. Capri Sun like you couldn't like, walk really? away I was more thinking I was more thinking juice. if like we all of us went in on an eight ball and you guys were like hey Amanda we're gonna leave the rest of this eight ball <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like oh okay <laughs> Like, that's more what I was thinking. We would never do that. Too. We would never do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll totally not do it. We're good. <laughs> but yeah, dude, they trust Angel. She trusts Angel so much that she's like, this is fine. And there's also a moment, because again, this fucking episode is truly a Giles episode. Uh -huh. There's a moment of Angel saying like, oh, maybe he just didn't show up, dude, because, you know, he's a fucking human being. And Buffy's like, no, it's mm -hmm. Giles. Mm -hmm. It's not very Gilesy to not show up to a scheduled event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she is super worried, and she is like, "I'm gonna go to Giles's house." Yeah, Giles she goes to this ass house. house. So is that a house or an apartment building? Like, it's a house. 
Wait, yeah, right? It's shaped so weird. It looks like you go upstairs to then his front door, but then it looks like there's more stairs on the. It looks like an apartment building. I don't know. It's like it has. I it has like the swooping stair on the front. Wait, is it an apartment? I guess it could be because his how like his kitchen's kind of small. I thought it was an apartment, dude. And then okay. he has this like steel door, dude, that is like a door on a on a vault or something. <laughs> I did not okay. notice that. Oh, that was retrofitted. <laughs> um, and he opens his safe door. He's like, <laughs> I can only assume it's really heavy. And then he has like the strongest five o'clock shadow I've ever seen, dude. Dude, like, and his tie is loosened. Yeah. It's he's unwell, dude. And he is okay. like he grows facial hair so fast, dude. Did you find his house? Are we on solo? So okay, I did find his house. It's very specific. I love me some fucking Buffy verse wiki right now. Um, Giles had an, an apartment, okay, in Sunnydale, mm-hmm. in an apartment complex at number four six one six. Okay, mm-hmm. so thank you, Buffy fans, for okay. that level of detail. Um, dude, this guy then, is a fucking librarian at the high school. That's true. I yeah. will say the inside of his apartment is fucking nice. It's nice. Yeah. Like he's it's got nice. like a chandelier and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like and like a, a hand carved fucking bed, dude, with made of real wood. Yeah. It was very nice. <laughs> dude, yes. And he's we're seeing him. I think this is our first time as a viewer seeing Giles as a human being mm. where he, like you guys said, he's in his house. He's fucking disheveled. He's experiencing emotion about himself, about his own life and his own situation. He's acting he's fucking shady as fuck. shooting whiskey, dude. He like yeah. pours himself a nice ass whiskey and then shoots it. Yeah. Which is a mood <laughs> like that. That is really telling. And then and so I Buffy think... tries to be like, what's going on? And he's like, none of your business. <laughs> Get the yeah. fuck out of here. He slams the vault door in her flag. Is basically like, I gotta go. Would dude. probably take a lot of strength to <laughs> slam that shit. And then he is like calling the UK, right? Because <laughs> so he has like, money it's for 5 long a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm sorry. It's 5 a.m. So he's calling the UK. He's trying to get a hold of Deidre. And finds out she's dead. Okay, so did she travel on a plane as a zombie? Because <laughs> <laughs> she died in England, and then Philip ran. And no, she it doesn't him. say she died in England. It said it implies that the people, her family in England, know she's dead. No, yeah. she's deceased. So if she died in the US, but she had her fucking ID on her, like her purse or something, she was taken to the morgue similarly. Okay. They could have been alerted. And they probably were like, hey, could you have Giles come identify her? Because <laughs> we're in the UK. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just assuming. Otherwise, I assume I would think it's like an it follows situation. No, because I was gonna say. She could have walked, but I will find later on that she wouldn't have she lasted walked, that long. Like under the ocean. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, she's a zombie, bro. Have you seen pirates? 
Come on. <laughs> totally. Dude, I'm yeah, just clarifying that that's Sometimes what you're that happens. Sure. I mean, it seems but like people are falling apart pretty fast. Yeah. I I think gonna, the then she wouldn't would last her. on a flight. A flight to London is like fucking 13 hours. Dude, I think it would take Dude, a lot pressure, longer to walk under the ocean. No, I'm just saying she has like a limited, I guess like a day. Yeah. <laughs> it would take so like let's say to walk She flew when she was alive. She flew when she was alive. So, okay. What if uh-huh. she's also having these nightmares? Because I think we're picking up now that like the uh-huh. nightmares are kind of telling. Okay, okay, okay. She starts having the nightmares, recognizes that Giles is in the US. Okay. And so is like traveling to him for help because uh-huh. this other guy, yeah. our suit, also our suit from earlier, was also seeking. Dude. And then do you think it's just because they're British that they all wear suits? Because Giles <laughs> wears suits, Philip had a suit, Deidre had a suit <laughs> was wearing a skirt suit <laughs> dude yeah Bro, not to be too only... spoily but yeah ethan does British not wear a suit suits. ethan has a t-shirt on later on that episode. he felt like yeah. okay. wears a button-up that is just so unbuttoned that you're remembering it as a t-shirt dude it's <laughs> it's like unbuttoned <laughs> down to his belly button it's very <laughs> cash yeah. okay he has, he, has to roll the sleeves up. he has to roll the sleeves up Okay, speaking of sleeves. Speaking of sleeves. Oh, yeah. So Giles has like some tiny sink and he (laughs) is like going to like pat his face with water or something. And he has to roll up his sleeves to do it really fucking far, like above the elbow. (laughs) And we find out that he has the same tattoo. And then there's this creepy scene where he, like, after he finds out Deidre is dead, he, like, goes to this list and, like, crosses her name out. And And you see that there's Philip's name on it. Philip's name and then a Randall, which we kind of, like, learn about later. And then it's, like, Giles and Ethan are not crossed out yet. Yeah. And so, cool. (laughs) Great. And then he, there's this moment where he is at the sink patting his face with water and he just looks in the mirror and goes so you're back that's amazing it's so dramatic dude when he's rolling up his sleeve he's doing it so intentionally i thought he was gonna shoot up because <laughs> like, he was taking a slug of whiskey like so aggressively he's all disheveled and then he goes to the sink and he starts like rolling his sleeve up i was like holy shit he Giles just really is not in a good does way. Does not want to get his sleeves wet. <laughs> like, Dude, it is the worst. It, it's yeah, it it's annoying. And um, and then okay. we cut and to so the I'm morgue. Also kind of like so, Alex Mack is back. Like that's, you know, like I'm like the goo is back. It's Alex Mack. That's who he's talking about. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, yes, because we get. While this is happening, we have a shot of the morgue and we have Philip slowly like pulling the sheet from his face in his like refrigerator drawer. And he has the goosebumpy golden eye yeah. glint so shimmer that eyes. Deirdre had before yeah. she fuzzied him. They're like yellow eyes. Yeah. Yellow eyes. Yeah. Um, the next morning, the medical examiner is doing like roll call, yeah. I guess. <laughs> he's like checking each like freezer drawer and like yep still dead yep Dude, still dead Sunnydale Sunnydale <laughs> has to do it that way they've had too many rogue fucking corpses um and Philip's body is gone uh but actually it's not oh my god it's behind you yeah. <laughs> <With the sheet. laughs> 
<laughs> and so he like puts the sheet Philip's like zombie Philip puts the sheet over the Emmy and shoves them into his now vacant fridge drawer cut to the school which it's now Saturday which reminder is supposed to be the day that Giles lays dick okay mm-hmm. this is the day we've all been waiting for everyone's excited um except when computer class starts, Buffy walks up to talk to his calendar to say that she's actually worried about Giles because she went to his house last night and he was drinking. Dude, yeah, she was <laughs> being such a narc right now. It was so bad, dude, yes. And it's like literally his friend just died. And she's like, Miss Calendar, Jenny, literally lays it out. She's like, okay, so what you're telling me is that he was home alone drinking <laughs> like that he is an adult man <laughs> like he is allowed to sit in his fucking living room and drink whiskey and not get disturbed by a fucking 16 year old and you guys were talking so much shit about how he wasn't party enough and now he's drinking alone and you want to judge him and it's like <laughs> what do you think the dark side of party looks like <laughs> like what do you want from this guy yeah this is how you party when you're an adult dude. yeah yeah <laughs> um xander immediately is concerned he asks if there were whores yeah that is how he shows concern it's very dated language there. yeah <laughs> and cordy reveals that she saw giles talking to some cops and they're like what the fuck dude you didn't feel like to say anything and th- she's like oh about some kind of homicide <laughs> Which fair, dude, to not feel like that was newsworthy information. How many homicides has Cordelia witnessed or been exactly, a part of? Exactly, dude, exactly. And so Buffy's like, I'm going to go find him and goes to the library. And it's like, okay, on a Saturday, I guess. And she chases a shadow in the library. <laughs> Through the stags. This is so funny. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I need to say something about this. This yes, was yes, very yes. upsetting. So Buffy is walking through the stacks, right? Because she, she she sees the shadow. There's hella shots of her like through the shelves, like walking mm-hmm. by different angles. But we're getting like really deep views of the books, which are completely fucking disorganized, dude. <laughs> they are all on their sides, stacked all fucked up. Some like totally collapsed, like so disheveled and fucked up. <laughs> like not doing decimals, obviously. So I was so disappointed because I was like, how this is what Giles' library looks like. Dude, it's because he's falling apart. That's, it's only <laughs> got like day. that. It, yeah, it took one day. Dude, dude he just you... high kicks the books into place, dude. That is how he shelves. <laughs> It was, they were trying to do some, like, fucking, if fucking Molly Weasley had a library, like, that's what it would fucking look like. And it's like, dude, that is not, <laughs> this, that's not what Giles would stand for. <laughs> it was so disappointing. I was so confused. Dude, and so, yeah, so Buffy's walking through disheveled bookcase, <laughs> one it so many, and then she sees she's chasing this shadow realize finds out i mean we see that now it's this dude ethan who was the costume shop dude from like we a few see him ago. through the shelf yeah. so we <laughs> see him through the shelf he legit looks buffy straight in the eyes and then pushes a bookshelf on her <laughs> without so breaking eye contact <laughs> oh, it's so funny oh. we laughed so hard it's so ridiculous 
<laughs> oh my god luckily buffy somersaults to safety yeah <laughs> dude and it's like i don't know if you guys felt this but i feel like ethan rain we know him from the halloween mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. he sold all of the costumes that mm-hmm. Um, turned people into what they were dressed up as and he just like escaped that time I mean I guess Mm -hmm. Giles told him to never come back Mm -hmm. but even this part where he's pushing a bookshelf on someone I I immediately burst out laughing I feel like this is obviously meant to be a villain but he's so funny to me like he (laughs) is like the most ridiculous villain that i feel like we have he's Mm -hmm. all jokes and like unbuttoned and like smarmy yes totally (laughs) totally so anyway i was just picking up that vibe from him it's also Um, dope it's perfect i mean it makes sense that this is the episode that he reappears because he's been the only character that gives giles any backstory at all like is the only person that we've met that is like has known him for hell years he unveiled the ripper nickname right so it's exciting that he is making a comeback to give giles more like background and buffy punches this fucker in the face (laughs) so she's like she's like dude you did not break eye contact there's no way that was (laughs) like that was really fucked up (laughs) (laughs) and then that's kind of it and he's just like where's giles and okay actually we get this really good view of him again gold chain button up shirt buttoned way down so unbuttoned sleeves rolled above sleeves rolled up dude and he tells buffy how he and rupert go way back and it's like "Mm, is that where the ripper name comes from sounds like these childhood friends have some locker room stories to tell Mm, i want to be the nice locker room story (laughs) yes (laughs) um so just as ethan is being like we go way back the second jump scare of the episode is metal music immediately blaring and we get another montage candlelight tattoo demon face Mm -hmm. and then philip zombie with shiny eyes glass shattering screaming Mm -hmm. phone ringing (laughs) giles wakes up uh and it's buffy calling and as soon as he answers the phone she's like what's the mark of icon um oh and he's and- like stay out of my life <laughs> he's, <laughs> basically, yeah. he's like stop calling here yeah exactly <laughs> and um, then ethan they- is like in the background and we finally see that he has like the matching 20 year old tattoo that's like pitch black and not like faded <laughs> at all faded at all yeah <laughs> i mean i guess they there's not a lot of sun in the uk and mm. they wear sleeves that are long okay they and, wear suits yeah, but not ethan dude ethan's should be more faded of everyone <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and like okay and then philip's at the library too all of a sudden he's like <laughs> being like super zombie and then um he tries to run ethan tries to run and cordelia kicks the shit out of him (laughs) yeah she kicks the shit out of the zombie dude and the zombie dude is also wearing a button-up shirt that is hella unbuttoned dude like he found his suit as a zombie as a zombie he was naked like you know how they say like zombies like go through their old motions as like they did as humans like he wore so many suits yeah he like even yeah in death couldn't 
couldn't leave without his suit. And so he gets fucking high kicked by Buffy into the cage and like locks into the book cage. jail. Yeah, book jail. And at one point, the captions literally have capital R R R. Like he's just like, <laughs> and so yeah, just like really validating or verifying he's a zombie. Um, and they're calling, you know. Ethan's calling Giles Ripper again. So it's like, oh yeah, that Ripper. That's getting a reminder of that. Mm-hmm. And Ethan reveals that they've both been having dreams. Cause, you know, so he's like, yo, we've I know you've been having the dreams. Like we've seen this coming. Um and then the zombie dude easily breaks out of the cave. <laughs> like he just opens the door. So no, he bashes it so that it flings and hits his counter. Okay. This part, I had to pause it because Ian and I were laughing so (laughs) hard because they do a shot of it, like opening and like smashing. (laughs) It's so fucked up. It was so funny. She gets knocked the fuck out. She gets hit really hard, dude. So Miss Calendar is on the floor. And then this is the part that I was talking about earlier where when the gate gets smashed open, Xander like grabs Cordelia like protectively and pulls her out of the way and then the camera moves over to them multiple times Mm. and he is like still kind of like loosely holding her for a long time I think it's just because Xander is rape culture Xander is rape culture yeah Yeah. this is like rape adjacent yeah Yeah, and I think he's okay with being all the girls like drunken (laughs) like (laughs) mistake partially non-consensual mistake and then like like that's all he's ever gonna be <laughs> like i think he's okay with that so i think he's trying like, to establish that he's like he's i don't play field. um anywhere but here because i'm gonna be right here <laughs> when the time is right <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and so okay miss calendar she's knocked down on the ground and then philip like passes out and full alex max again and then his alex mac touches miss calendar's hand and then you know giles gets her to like stand up or whatever and they're all like hugging and then we get the scene where her eyes turn yellow dude actually hers turned green which was crazy it's like a green cat eye so i yeah, was like it was is that eye. because she's alive it's like a living hose i don't know she's the only one that that had a different eye color yeah Yeah. interesting now that we know that like ethan and philip have this tattoo buffy again calls the tattoo the mark of igon wait but ethan ran away so in the whole insanity (laughs) miss calendar playing the fuzzy knockout game (laughs) um he ran away dude she Um, got hit by the door so she's actually the only person who has not been choked choked. (laughs) yeah okay good for her honestly um so buffy demands to know what yeah she's like tell me and literally giles again is like mind your own business this has nothing to do with you and then kind of like puts his arm around miss calendar and they like waddle out the door (laughs) (laughs) and then buffy immediately does not mind her own business (laughs) and gives everyone a job researching the mark of igon and so Willow says, I'll try the net. <laughs> no, she's yeah. like, no, this seems too I like it's a book thing because it's too old. 
and then like um this is where kind of xander and Courtney get put together because they're looking through giles personal notes i guess mm-hmm. yes. um and this this is a moment where like buffy gives willow fact finding she gives xander going through giles shit and then looks at cordelia and cordelia's like what about me <laughs> she's like i care about giles too it's honestly very it's precious. Really nice. Yeah. 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 We love so, I'll say that when the this whole like really fucking weird computer class thing on Saturday happened, I thought that they were just volunteering to help Miss Calendar and that Cordelia also volunteered to help Miss Calendar. And I had a moment of like, oh, that's nice because they trauma bonded um, when the master happened you know and then they were kidnapped together and all that stuff and so i was like yeah okay i can see like cordelia's like i'm gonna help but then it makes so much more sense that but she... she's there because she's a dumbo yeah <laughs> with Xander. But i yeah. do think you're right i do think that they are trauma bonded like you're not but wrong. i think that no one recognizes that i think cordelia yes. feels trauma bonded to them and they still just see her as cordelia so this episode yeah. is the one that was she was like instead of finding herself involved because like she gets kidnapped by yeah. a scary guy or she needs to be saved in an alley she's actually like putting herself into like helping the group and like yeah. being part of what they're doing that's so true yeah honestly um, a beautiful yeah moment. yeah and so immediately mm-hmm. Willow finds information <laughs> about Mark of Igon in the the books, which is like who knows how many she looked. How at. she found it, we don't know because they're not categorized. Dude, she just <laughs> opened it up. She just opened the book and it fell open to the right page. That's and it says that it imbues the hope. Okay, so the Mark of Igon, and it has to do with this like demon, and the demon like possesses a host, and it says it imbues the host with a euphoric state of power, which sounds dope. And so <laughs> <laughs> that's what had happened when you would get the fuzzies, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know if I felt, but I think I just felt like I don't think I had that vocabulary. <laughs> Maybe like euphoric <laughs> might be a word that would be used. Soon, I don't even think so. I think better. I was too young to know what euphoric, like I would was probably just like, ah, I feel weird. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. Um. So in this part, this is one of the fun factoids that I found out while I was like looking up stuff about this episode and in this willow discovers the mark and she's Uh like oh this was hella hard to find because Mm. like it was identified as egyptian but it's actually etruscan and like it was mistaken for egyptian because of the design pattern and it's such a like "Mm." so knowledgeable because she's willow and she's so book smart but actually the etruscan civilization was after the egyptian civilization like egypt came way before and she is trying to so just not not because i know anything about like i had to look it up and i found out it was in italy but just because egyptian shit is like so old i was like wait there was something else before (laughs) i mean i know there was but i feel like just aliens dude yeah exactly That's so yeah, that was just like a a silly thing that came up in this episode mm-hmm. so that our viewers, anyone who's watching Buffy, don't get it twisted. The Egyptians mm-hmm. came first. But yeah, they did. And so that's why I was obsessed with them when I was 
Yeah. Eight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. But we have, so they find out, okay, here's the mark. It's he, this person, Igon, he's also known as the sleepwalker, right? It's like Dunn said, he can only possess an unconscious host. But if the proper, unless the proper rituals are observed, the possession is permanent and Igon will be, will be born from within the host. So once called, Igon can also take possession of the dead, but it's demonic energy soon disintegrates the host and it must dump to the nearest dead or unconscious person to continue living. And so this last part is what gives Willow like a lightning bolt, like a light or a light bulb moment. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, I have an idea and like runs away because they realize that Miss Calendar touched the fucking melted otter Alex Mack, yeah. while she was passed out. Yeah. So, okay. We, we get to Miss Calendar at Giles' apartment. And, it's and she's like, fucking horny. Dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> she's and super horny. She like all of a sudden he's like making tea, of course. So he's in the kitchen making tea and she just like pulls out the cord of the phone from the wall. She's just like, she's like, that shit out. <laughs> he's like, what was that sound? And she's like, I didn't hear anything. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she totally gaslights him. Dude. <laughs> and then um, she, you know, he's like, oh, we should get you home. And he, she's like, no, take advantage of me in my weakened state, which is creepy. <laughs> Yes, dude. dude. She's like sitting on top of him. Yes. He has literally like taken her like wrists or forearms because she's sitting on top of him and he is trying to push her off. Yeah. Non consensual. And she is like not about it. Also, at this point, we have started to see Giles take his glasses off a lot. So he actually took his glasses off back in the library Mm -hmm. when he was trying to set a boundary with Buffy about digging into his fucking personal life. And he has also taken his glasses off when he is at home with Jenny. Mm -hmm. And we haven't really seen that ever with Giles, Mm -hmm. which was really interesting. So I had to look it up and be like, okay, glasses have to be symbolizing something (laughs) and like no surprise they represent intelligence and like characters with glasses are usually considered more intellectual a little more advanced um like glass in general usually represents some kind of like omniscient or like otherworldly capacity and so I think that when we see Giles now taking his glasses off it's this moment of seeing him as something other than Mm. just this intellectual person we're seeing him as like a vulnerable person we're seeing him as just a a human being and not someone who has to embody all of this intellect and like gilesiness that keeps being talked about in the episode his funny daddy this he's becoming his funny Funny daddy daddy. (laughs) so you're making me think so much about like high school english where yeah you learned about like the symbolism of piggy's glasses oh my god that was one of the things that was gonna bring up yeah and then also the glasses billboard in oh um, (laughs) in the best book ever fucking written the great gatsby yeah and in, and it's like both of those that you talked about because in piggy's glasses in the lord of the flies it is supposed to like represent his intelligence right and then like 
the and then it's like that whole moment of like the glasses breaking is when kind of like the logic like leaves um yes. the boys on the island right and then they turn into these complete like emotionally driven creature humans and then totally in the great gatsby the glasses are supposed to represent that whole like omniscient like they see all Mm -hmm. and it's like this almost like the truth seers or whatever so wow cool there bruce uh seth green is taking us to (laughs) damn he's really f scott fitzgeraldine the fuck out of this shit (laughs) dude i would also just like to point out because our listeners maybe don't know and certainly can't see that both Jen and Amanda are wearing glasses right now <laughs> and so obviously I didn't want to be the one to say it I didn't want to say it yeah, yeah. <laughs> couple of funny daddies over here for sure <laughs> where's your tweed guys it's the stigmatism <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so okay, okay. Jenny's so trying to rape I'll, Giles. I'll yeah, say, Jenny's trying yeah. to rape Giles. Miss she... Calendar is definitely seeing him in a different way with his glasses off, and what she sees is a little bitch because yeah. she starts to verbally degrade. Him. She literally <laughs> says, "You're like a woman," <laughs> but then she called a ripper. She's like, "You're like a woman ripper," which was kind of interesting, right? And then, and then she fucking literally called him a little bitch too she's dude, like she, she's it was like, laura cry at a funeral yeah. like that's her burn dude. yeah her you burn. cry at every funeral which little is only bitch. a burn i feel like i can say <laughs> dude, dude yeah, that, that is on some bitch you <laughs> are the choke demon <laughs> yeah and then the okay and then we get her being like you've got me and then all of a sudden her voice turns to demon voice she says under your skin (laughs) (laughs) at that that moment Ian looked at me and he's like that's a man baby Oh my god. Now it's just booming demon voice the rest of the time. The rest of it. Yeah, that's all she talks in is demon voice. And she literally says, see you later. And fucking jumps out of the two No, it's even no, it's even better. She force kisses him and then is like, Was it good for you? (laughs) Oh my god, totally jumps out of the (laughs) <laughs> and i feel like at this point she has like demon face too right yes, like which is like not only is there up, demon voice it's like fucked up i have demon like demon acne scars <laughs> <laughs> they're like lesions. Dude, yeah it was cystic it was cystic it was. Acne, for sure <laughs> like i feel it are going nowhere yeah i feel it <laughs> Dude, and then thank God Buffy didn't mind her business. Thank you very much because she bursts <laughs> in and she starts high kicking Miss Calendar, who, yeah, before she jumps out the window, she says, Three down, two to go. <laughs> and then jumps, fucking literally no one, no one. And then she jumps out the window, <laughs> like just so hardcore. <laughs> like there's a door. Dude. Yeah, the door is open. <laughs> it's right. Yeah. It's an Buffy apartment. Just came in, it's yeah. an apartment living room dude it's not that far yeah. oh my god i feel like it also just kind of showcased the 
you know, they wanted to be able to show how much the demon gave zero fucks about Miss Calendar's body, right? Mm. Nice. By, like, uh-huh. fucking it up. <laughs> like, jumping through this glass. <laughs> and I can only imagine, like, somehow hurting her. Like, does she land like a cat? <laughs> or like what? No, she lands stiff, like, the straight knee landing. <laughs> or she that just is. hella falls. Like, we don't see it. <laughs> she is, like, a full, like, one, eight, like, flat, like, Superman. Like Superman. So, yes. I think she probably just would, like, belly flop the lawn. Dude, yeah. it's so silly, too, because it's like, she's not a dead body. Like, the demon could inhabit that body for as long as the body functions so you would think it would want to be a little safer like wear a seatbelt <laughs> use a front door you know you only got that one body demon <laughs> but, so, okay, yeah buffy's at giles and giles she's finally like yo you owe me an explanation <laughs> yeah. what's going on and then he gets into full fucking telling his life story yeah, yeah. And he's like, I was 21 and I dropped out of Oxford. Okay. And then it's kind of interesting because he talks about how he was like all the pressure put on him from Mm -hmm. his responsibility of being the watcher, right? Mm Because he would have like known at that point. And it's so interesting because he always gives Buffy such a hard time when she, and you know, he could have shared this experience with her Mm -hmm. way long ago when she is like going through all this same shit of like having all this pressure of mm-hmm. fucking being the slayer and like not getting to like live her life and shit and then this fool leaves and gets to like have a grand fun old time and buffy doesn't get to do that shit and so he drops out of oxford goes to london and fell in the worst crowd that would have him and they practiced magic <laughs> okay magic. so the magic is heroin right like the magic oh, is heroin absolutely because simultaneously Xander and Cordelia find a picture of Giles who is fully in his Sid Vicious face. Okay, wait. <laughs> like, absolutely. Did in you the look clash. that up? Did you look it up? No. That is fucking incredible because that picture is Sid Vicious. <laughs> I, I swear it. to fucking God, dude, it. that is Sid Vicious. They superimposed a okay. face on top of Sid Vicious's body, dude. And that's why I was like, this is the 70s because Sid Vicious okay. was hella famous in 75. Totally, yeah. That is oh so my God. fucking funny, dude. Well done identifying. Amanda loves the Sex Pistols, you guys, like oh, so much. That she could recognize Sid Vicious from the neck down, dude, with a different face dude, on. anyone that's done hard drugs in the oh early thousands no Sid Vicious on fucking site. That <laughs> is the funniest site. fucking thing ever. Dude, that's so... I, like, literally have my phone open because I'm like, here it comes, dude. Here's the reveal where I get to tell you guys that that is Sid Vicious in that picture. Dude, Oh yeah, my god, dude. It, well it, done, well done. I have Sid... I said <laughs> Xander finds a dope pick of Giles who I guess was in his Sid Vicious phase? Question <laughs> mark? Oh my god, that's what dude. I have in oh my god. That is dude. so it makes sense though that they funny. couldn't find yeah. an actual picture of him because he has always worn suits. <laughs> yeah. 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 He had tweed diapers, apparently. Oh my Honestly, god. that would be so expensive. <laughs> no one would do that. <laughs> dude, and they'd someone be so would hard to clean, dude. Like that's yeah. true. Well, maybe yeah. it's like tweed on the outside and then like a cushion. Like pants. Absorb it. <laughs> 
but like a diaper but like, like a diaper cut, cut. A diaper cut. yeah yeah it's period yeah, panties but yeah. with tweed on the outside oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so okay Sid Vicious okay and the child's age, the same person. they're definitely doing age yeah yeah because yeah. they get extremely high from summoning demons he said it was an extraordinary <laughs> high and while one would be in a deep sleep which I did have questions of how did they even get because one of them would get into a deep sleep and the others would age. do this ritual about it. and then it yeah it makes yeah, sense. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're on age. They were not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he says that it killed Randall. Yeah. And then they tried to exercise the demon and they couldn't. Mm-hmm. So where is the demon Ben just copying from body to body for 20 years? I don't really get into any of that. No, they I don't guess really so. talk about, yeah, where, like what made or it come why. back. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I definitely thought of it. It it never once said this, but I was like, oh, it's like a Jeepers Creepers thing where it just shows up like every fucking 20 years. Oh, but it never like an it says that. Situation. I just uh-huh. made that up in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, then Buffy's like, I'm going to go like protect or go to Ethan because that's where the demon's going. Um, where Choke Demon inside Miss Calendar is going. And mm-hmm. She goes to the old costume shop because he's still there. I guess he had 30 days to get out, is what he tells Giles. And it is a mannequin <laughs> store now. Maybe they're moving in or something because there are mannequins everywhere in all positions. Like there's Pretty one just sexual. laying down. <laughs> And they're just all over the place. It's so And the weird, first mannequin dude. we see has a huge bulge. Like a huge bulge. Like we're talking Bowie in the labyrinth bulge mm. on this mannequin. And it's like, like John Ham. Like John oh. Like what was being displayed on this mannequin, dude. Oh <laughs> I my need god, to know. dude. Bike shorts. And so yes. then she's like, Oh, I'm I'm here, Ethan, to protect you. And he fucking hits her in the back of the head <laughs> when she turns around, dude, and she passes out. And then she wakes up and it's like, okay, I guess she is drugged or something because she can't really move. He, she, oh, she's tied down. She's tied, she's down. tied down. But her still. Ha- but just her hands? It yeah. Very, it's one of those like, things where it's like, dude, we're getting a lot of like, sometimes Buffy is so superhero powerful. And then sometimes when you tie her hands with a single piece of rope, she yeah. can't get out. So and she's on this like pink Table. Massage table? A massage table, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think this is a massage table. What is Ethan doing in here? With <laughs> the mannequins. <laughs> in this massage table. Thinking about Ripper, dude. He's thinking about Ripper. Absolutely. For and sure. And he proceeds to give her a stick and poke tattoo. <laughs> On her neck, dude. Oh He's God, like, dude. you're never going to work anywhere, bitch. <laughs> and he, honestly, do you know, he's like, he's like, this is going to hurt a little bit. Until the searing pain starts up, you can scream if you need to. And like, is that what a stick poke is like? No, (laughs) that is not what a stick and poke feels like, dude. Like, this one was really bad. Look how dark it is, dude. He okay. Then we see we see the finished product of the stick poke, and it's it's perfect, dude. Which also looks exactly like like it's lines. Yeah, like all of my stick and poke tattoos are now covered because they do not look like that. They are not. This nice dude looking. is a pro. I guess he used to do this yeah. high on heroin. And 
like that this table is a tattoo good with table. A needle. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that's what he does on the side hustle. Oh and then she's like well okay but you still have yours and he's like not for long and then oh proceeds God. to again roll his sleeves up another <laughs> sleeve rolling scene. Wait, what, what's the meaning i'm gonna look up meaning behind sleeves Hold yes <laughs> i love it i love it Rolled i love it rolling sleeves and then um he just has this like legit bottle of like sulfuric acid that i guess he stole from like the chem lab at high school or something and so he fucking yeah, it has this sulfuric acid and Buffy like winces and he's like, oh, don't worry. It's not for you. And then he proceeds to pour acid on his tattoo, dude, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. Like a lot. A like a lot. lot. Like, a like, lot. like he doesn't <laughs> dab it on there. No, he just takes it like... <laughs> It's fucking crazy, dude. Like, okay, I feel Jen, like his skin as a would melt. To- yeah, yeah. How yeah, much would have a- melted off? <laughs> a you lot, was your dude. stem. To the bone? Like, to the bone. I mean, it was a little bottle and he didn't. I don't think No, it was, it was bone. fucking not a little bottle. It was bottle. a pretty big bottle. It was bottle. a big bottle. Dude. No, that was maybe like. 500 milliliters at most okay. or maybe a little less even and then he didn't use the whole thing and so he just, i don't it just depends because he probably that's a part of your body where there's a lot of muscle you know but yeah it would have done so much damage <laughs> he had on like a gauze like a tiny gauze yeah. oh my god <laughs> okay dude. i need to read this to you guys yes yes tell us so i looked up the dream meaning of sleeves yes and it says sleeves seen in dreams are a sign that you need to defend yourself against people who threaten you from people who threaten you a certain person will reveal his true face his ideas and behavior may surprise you a lot you will definitely find that he has far more flaws than positive qualities that you can appreciate in others wait if someone in your dream has sleeves <laughs> yeah that's what it means yeah yeah yeah. Whoa. Wow, dude. Yeah, I'm dude, in danger all That's the time. literally this episode. <laughs> Cause Giles has actually like not chill qualities. Like he's addicted to demons. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. He's, he's basically to the he's power. ambitious, dude. Yeah. yeah. And so um you know, he's he has this. What does do you guys did you write down what he says when he's like, don't mean to maim and and run? Oh my god. <laughs> I've got to go. It was so cute, dude. He is just like the best. Yeah, he is. And Buffy, for some reason, the massage table has a giant nail hanging (laughs) off the bottom. It is like super poorly put together. I guess it's definitely a hazard. Ethan made it. Ethan made it. And then so she's like vigorously like rubbing her like roped hands on this nail to like get it to break. Um. And yeah, so that's when that like this whole time she's like, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, okay. Also, simultaneously, we get a shot of sad boy Giles who's fucking wasted. <laughs> he is like, I gotta go save Buffy. And he like collapses. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he's all rumpled shirt, no glasses. Mm. Like the amount of time his glasses are off it is because he's completely fucked. He has obviously been drinking hella whiskey and thinking about how much he misses age. And he has a demon flashback. Again, we get our third demon flashback, but this time the images 
there's a new image and it's Buffy with a stick poke tattoo on her fucking neck <laughs> and so he gets up and he's like I gotta go and he stumbles out the door to go drink drive yeah or <laughs> walk I guess no or walk really that's true but he does have a little British car we know that about him that's canon <laughs> <laughs> So then, okay, so now we're back at the costume shop and we get a green backlit Miss Calendar shadow standing outside the door. It is so goosebumps. Didn't she looks fucked up? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, yeah. Do you guys think that this is even that actress anymore? Like she has so much prosthetic on her face. Do you think it's a yeah, do you think it's because her voice is all demony? Yeah. And her face is unrecognizable. Yeah, it's weird. She looks like a sexy cat. Like the way her, you know, mm. when they make like animated cats try to look sexy, that is like <laughs> what her face looks like. But then covered in lesions. And then so she has this like feminine, covered in lesions. feminine, sexy cat face. But then she has her demon voice, which is so deep. Oh my God. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Oh, I was dying. And then all of a sudden, like, Angel shows up, like, mm-hmm. pops in through the door and just starts choking out Miss Calder. <laughs> it's like, how did he know, dude, that he had to choke her? He felt it. Dude, <laughs> and- he knew he had to choke her because then the whole gang rolls in and we realize that Willow in the library was, like, choking. That's the key. Yeah. And they went to go find the homie that does the best choking. She's like, hmm, who have I heard that does the best choking? Oh, yeah, Buffy talks about Angel choking her all the time. Like, <laughs> let me go get him. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and it's the same situation where he has her like pushed up against a wall, fucking choking her until she passes out. <laughs> and then the fucking demon leaves Miss Calendar because she passes out and goes into Angel because he's the closest like dead person. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then there's this amazing scene where his face like CGI changes <laughs> into all these different like crazy weird faces and shapes and. It goes from like Angel's vamp face to like uh demon acne scars face to like weird swirly face and <clears throat> finally I guess like he just had like demon overload yeah. <laughs> I guess and the fuck the choke demon disappears and angel is like yeah you know i've had a demon inside me this whole time looking for a fight so yeah. they realized there was like a demon battle inside of him yeah dude and during this like one. ethan rain just like leaves yeah. <laughs> like no one has an eye on him yeah no one is paying attention to him <laughs> at all he does an he irish exit out from the background dude and then willow like after angel's demon like whatever eats this other demon inside of him willow is like i think that ethan guy disappeared again and buffy just says darn <laughs> that's it dude. <laughs> ethan is not discussed again in the episode no he's just gone yeah she is not concerned off to start another so mannequin store went to sunnydale because he knew giles was there to do his little like creepy costume thing because 
it's so random that he would go there, right? Like, it had to have been because he knew Giles was there. I think so. I think that he, like you said, like, Ethan is such a representation of Giles in his youth. And I think that this is someone who, like, remembers Giles as a different person, as someone who was, like, hanging out in the undergrounds of London doing magic and, like, getting hella high off of it. And then he, like, yeah, sees that he's out here living his life and he's like, I'm going to go fuck with this guy or it's because Sunnydale is on a hellmouth. And so, mm. like, I imagine doing magic like that in that place is hella mm -hmm. easier okay. than it would be other places. Hmm. Yeah, I like the hellmouth. Yeah. Yeah, it seems fun. to be like just the explanation for everything. So it's hellmouth. That's fair. Yeah, yeah it's a hellmouth. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Um, and so now Giles is like, I'm going to get Miss Calendar home. She is fucking tore the fuck up and not in the way that i wanted to fucking rip her, not ga the way rip her gash yeah no gashes were ripped and so then um and so then like okay cool like that's the end of the night i guess someone else is gonna come clean these mannequins out. <laughs> someone else's problem and we see uh, the janitor just like fuck dude yeah it's like there in someone's like basement. <laughs> <The gym>. <laughs> 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 oh my god. And then um, so then they're like back at school, you know, and doing their whole like, wow, that was a crazy weekend, guys. Kind of like recap that we usually get at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And um we see like Miss Calendar and she is I can't believe she came back to school on that day. This was, like, bro, on they, they, these teachers don't make any money, bro. She doesn't have any time paid time off. And so, like, she is back in school. She Giles is like, I tried to call you, and she's like, Oh, I took my phone off the hook, which I thought was so funny because it's like, do you think she ripped it out of the wall? Like Giles is like, how did he get his phone torn? He had to like call the phone company to come and fix it. <laughs> and so um or he called her from a phone booth maybe and then yeah. um she he's like oh okay well you know maybe we can go to like coffee or dinner or something and she's like yeah maybe you know i don't know and then he tries to like grab like grab her arm you know or like i don't know just like yeah and she like super just like slinks recoils away dude it. recoils <laughs> yeah so yeah, not looking good for giles anymore. she okay. definitely says like eventually yeah yeah so what is happening here so i guess it's like he well okay so i think getting possessed by a choke demon probably takes it out of you you know she literally jumped through glass you know? and she says she's been like sleeping a lot lately when she said she mm. left the phone off the hook she was like i just wanted to sleep and i've yeah. been sleeping a lot lately so i think she's having a hard time just like physically and mentally from the possession and then it's also like well, that was technically Giles's fall. Like he's the reason that that demon choke demon even is in the human realm or whatever. And so I'm sure that there's some like blame because you have to like blame someone, right? And you know, and she's not going to therapy, so yeah. And like... he didn't like communicate it either. So I think that there 
is something to be said for that. Like Giles, he has a moment where he apologizes to Buffy. Yeah. Like they honestly have such a like Han Solo moment where he says, I'm sorry. And she's like, I know. (laughs) And just like runs out of the room. And like, I don't know if he really has that with Metzgalander. And then it's also, it's not only you know, as a Sid Vicious youth, he like raised this demon. He didn't tell anyone, even though he knew it was coming back and he knew that it was hella dangerous. He didn't communicate that to anyone. And that resulted in Miss Calendar like getting this crazy possession. And and then that's fucking terrifying. Like being close to Giles, she already knew was dangerous. But now she's finding it dangerous in this whole other way because, dude, like any other relationship, communication is key. And, like, obviously Giles doesn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Which is a bummer because I love Miss Calendar and Giles. And, oh, my God. So when Miss Calendar was all like demony do you think she was just wearing like the freakiest lingerie the entire well, time i think she was wearing the because she was gonna fuck it was saturday yeah because yeah. they were gonna fuck yeah. dude so like not only is she like jumping demon loved it she- yeah, yeah. yeah. choke demon was like this uh year 1997 fuck fucks like yeah. i fuck with 1997 the laundry is way trashier <laughs> yeah and then he like because it says it gives you that like euphoric state of power or whatever which is why she was all rapey and he's like in the lingerie and probably like oh you are like you want to fuck this dude and then turns it into this like power dynamic instead of the like actual like sexual um part of their like relationship and why she wanted to bone him in the first place just turns it into that like power dynamic right but i'm sure that there was some kind of signaling that she was giving the demon just from like wearing sexual lingerie (laughs) she does have daddy vibes and Mm. i do feel like when i wear lingerie i also feel a euphoric sense of power yeah totally (laughs) i hear that yeah. So, okay, yes. And then we're getting, we have our wrap up with Miss Calendar and Giles, where now we know they're essentially taking a break. Yeah. She needs some fucking space. And and then we get the Giles and Buffy wrap up, which it seems like every time there's a Goosebumpsy episode at the beginning of it and through the episode, I get so psyched because I'm like, I see what the theme of the episode is. And it's that like Buffy doesn't see Giles as a human being. And then we get to the end of the episode and literally in the dialogue, Buffy is like, I didn't see you as a human being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, dude. I thought that I was being hella clever. <laughs> or it's like, it's also like a, a like after school special moment of like, this is what it means to be a grown. I I thought I didn't realize grown ups were just people and like had a past. Yeah, yeah it was very honestly so sweet because yeah, she's like seeing him with all his flaws, and then they like bond because of it and being able to be like, okay, like you actually were are like me, and you know I'm sure that like just can deepen their relationship and then her trust in him too. So yeah, it's nice. And then they have a cute little banter about her music you know because he's like gotta go do calisthenics in the library now and she's like oh i brought my cd which is playing 
it's just like a so she burnt it i guess because it's mm-hmm. like a blank cd <laughs> and um he's like <laughs> bay city rollers now that's music <laughs> and yeah put some can we can we close this episode with can you put like a little snippet of bay city rollers yeah we did listen to it <laughs> like, it, was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. it was awesome yeah. it was awesome yeah <laughs> i would do calisthenics to it yeah it was like not as cool beach boys <laughs> <laughs> like beach boys from the city not the beach city boys. okay it's beach boys <laughs> it's beach boys if they hadn't uh sold their soul of the devil <laughs> like the actual yeah beach like they boys. weren't as good yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. okay got it um dude okay. so what's our body count so it honestly for everything that happened it was like not as crazy so f- beginning of the episode starts with, with philip right so philip is killed by demon hands and he's killed that's the weapon used to kill him is demon hands and- <laughs> philip killed in the quad by demon hands. yeah and it's by igon but as zombie deidre and then two vamps dressed as doctors were staked by Buffy, like, outside the hospital. And then she just <laughs> leaves their bodies there, I guess. Well, they turned and to then, dust. Oh, duh. They like, goop. Oh, yeah, the vamps. The vamps, vamps uh-huh. yeah. And then Igon is killed with the weapon Angel's Hands. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I want, Angel. an, I want an angel hand necklace. <laughs> I want to be killed by angels. <laughs> and that happened at the mannequin store. <laughs> 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 and so we got two vamps, a human and a demon. I mean, they reference like their old buddy Randall also getting killed. And then also like Deidre gets killed, mm-hmm. right? So there's mm-hmm. like well, that's referencing, off-screen. yeah, mm-hmm. off screen. And one super in the past. And so, yeah, that's uh, for everything that happened not as not as high i mean i guess there's that's still four um, i mean though for sunnydale totally. it's more like yeah. a, uh the birth of trauma than the death of people <laughs> <laughs> in this episode yes 100 percent, very traumatic yeah but there's yeah, no dude. there's gonna be no reason for the cops to talk to anyone yeah, yeah it's no like values. just yeah exactly you're we're right so dusted and then alex macked was like all that really happened and um, like maybe the janitor has to mop up some goop mm-hmm. <laughs> but he better be but awake while he does it <laughs> <laughs> honestly i can't believe that we didn't get like an end of episode man. like mop with shining eyes no or like mannequin oh. <laughs> mannequin with shining eyes would have been too like an amazing goosebumps yeah oh my god yes. that would have been so good <laughs> so yeah dude choke yeah. demon epi i yeah it was very interesting i really mostly was like wow pastor losher was right (laughs) (laughs) each other out until you pass out does make you possessed by demons (laughs) i wonder if he saw this episode and that's what made him think it because i don't know what specific part of the bible talks about that So anyways, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Join us next time where we will be watching season two, episode nine, What's My Line? What's My Line part one, our first two-parter. Thanks. Bye. This episode was created and recorded by Amanda Kelly, Chris Rath, and me, Jen Rath. 
It was also edited by me, Jen Brath. Our theme music is by James Massa and my husband, Daniel Nico. And our cover art is by our super badass friend, Caitlin Deary. Thanks everyone for listening. 